Namaste. So we read this prayer, May 29th, 1914. And as we know, the mother has a very beautiful, simple way of revealing very profound truths. So she starts by addressing, which I say, I often say it's one of my, uh, you know, beautiful expressions for the divine. So we hear about divine as Madhuram. She very often addresses the divine as Sweet Lord. This is something very... How we conceive the divine, how we address the divine, it matters. It's not that the divine will be the divine. But it is the way we approach him, the kind of faith we put into it, him, that response comes from the divine. So if we believe that the divine is stern judge, then he will... You have put him into the position of judge and before he judges others, we will be the ones. (laughs) So, fortunately he is not a judge. At least we don't need to see that aspect. Let him judge this world. (laughs) But for the devotee he is sweet. Madhuram, Madhuram. So, oh my sweet Lord, those who are in thy head That is, to speak more intellectually, those who have identified their consciousness with the absolute consciousness, those who have become thy supreme knowledge, can no longer have any love for thee. It's very interesting, she starts. Why? Because they become you. So to love there has to be another. So you are identified with the divine completely. So whom are you going to love? Sri says at certain places and one place he speaks about Sri Krishna as his double. So much identified. Love leads to that identification incidentally. But then what happens? What happens to the force of love? Does it vanish? That is the question she addresses. Since they are thyself, they enjoy that infinite bliss Characteristic of all awareness of thy supreme essence. So there are three aspects of love. They are all one in, and yet expressed differently. One is love. Love is the flower and bliss is the fruit. And there is beauty. Love, beauty, ananda go together. And together they weave harmony. So what about this love? This love changes into bliss. When it is one with the divine, it changes into bliss. This is the first effect that happens. It's bliss leaning toward the world becomes love. Bliss absorbed into itself in the ecstasy of the supreme is what we call as ananda. When ananda turns towards earth, enters into creation for the play, it becomes love. So she says they... Enjoy that infinite bliss characteristic of all awareness of thy supreme essence. But the devotion of the adorer who turns with ecstasy to that which is higher and above him can no longer exist. Soha must me, they have become one. 
So then what happens to this love? What form it takes? That's what she is describing. So, to him whose mission upon earth is to manifest thy love, thou teachest to have this pure and infinite love for all the manifested universe. This is what happened to Buddha when he turns back towards creation. Maitri Amitabh which uh, many Buddhists don't accept, Hinyanis don't accept that. And the mother kept telling to one of her old friends, Alexander David Neal, who was a staunch Buddhist, that Buddha is all about love. No, 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 Buddha is in Nirvana. <laughs> and the mother would say, no, he is here, he is with you. He is looking at you with so much love. But that love is of a different nature. And what that nature is, she will explain. So to him whose mission upon earth is to manifest thy love, thou teachest to have this pure and infinite love for all the manifested universe. The divine teaches. Beyond a point, love reaches and becomes so much identified with the divine beloved. Where is the difference? So now the divine trains, teaches to have love for the manifested universe. What love? Pure and infinite love. The love which at first was made of adoration and admiration is transformed into a love all made of compassion and devotedness. So compassion is a form of love. There are many shades of love. Uh, One of the shades which is very beautiful in the human heart is gratitude. Gratitude is a beautiful expression of love. See, See, there is a very slight difference. But gratitude is an expression of love. And another form is compassion. Compassion is love toward the entire mankind. Looking from above, from wisdom's eyes, it sees the real cause of suffering and cures it. Compassion is not pity. It's not running and giving for, you know, extra blanket, extra free medicine. It's not about that. It knows the real nature of suffering and heals it. That's what we see in Shurabindo. Shurabindo's love is all, <coughs> all compassion is transformed into a love all made of compassion and devotedness. So what is devotedness? He is not using the word devotion. So devotedness is where you are one-pointed in your service of the divine because devoted, you are devoted to the divine. In this sense, it is something which becomes universal. And then such admirable lines. Oh, the divine splendor of thy eternal unity. Because you are identified, but this identification makes you identify with this whole creation. Oh, the infinite sweetness of thy beatitude. Oh, the sovereign majesty of thy knowledge. Thou art the inconceivable, the marvelous one. These are the ways she addresses the divine. I think at some point, somebody will of course, I am sure do it, uh, take out all the ways, expressions through which the mother has addressed the divine. Just like we have Sahasranam, so it will become like that. Several places, see here she is addressing him as eternal unity. Meaning thereby there is temporary unity which comes and breaks. 
But this is a bond which never breaks, eternal unity. Beatitude. Beatitude is impersonal, universal beauty which is there in everything. It's formless beauty. Beauty of the very essence. Infinite sweetness. Sovereign majesty of thy knowledge. It's like royal, the king knowledge, which is not just knowledge but a power, sovereign. Then she uses the word inconceivable. The mind can never conceive. The marvelous one. In this very prayer we have five, six beautiful addresses to the divine. It's a beautiful project just from mother's prayers and meditations. In agenda she has given so many ways of addressing different aspects of the divine. God, Lord of mercy and kindness. God, Lord of strength. God, Lord of love. God, Lord of wisdom. All kinds of expressions. I think 25 uh, aspects of the divine. So we read this prayer. Oh my sweet Lord, those who are in thy head, that is to speak more intellectually, those who have identified their consciousness with the absolute consciousness. Those who have become thy supreme knowledge can no longer have any love for thee since they are thyself. They enjoy that infinite bliss characteristic of all awareness of thy supreme essence. And they can stay in that bliss forever. But, comes this but, but the devotion of the adorer who turns with ecstasy to that which is higher and above him can no longer exist. And now comes this other possibility. So, to him whose mission upon earth is to manifest thy love. You can get absorbed in that bliss and silence. But there are those who have turned to earth to manifest that love upon earth. They have to undergo next level of training. <laughs> so to him whose mission upon earth is to manifest thy love, thou teachest to have this pure and infinite love for all the manifested universe. The love which at first was made of adoration and admiration is transformed into a love all made of compassion and devotedness. Oh, the divine splendor of thy eternal unity. Oh, the infinite sweetness of thy beatitude. Oh, the sovereign majesty of thy knowledge. Thou art the inconceivable, the marvelous one. 